0: All righty, good good morning. Welcome good
1: morning. How are you?
0: Sporadic walk and talk.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. Welcome to the Goddess Walk and Talk. I forgot about the intro. Of course.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, my my new intro is sporadic since we didn't yet. Well, so we're trying to we're trying to find a time. I've come to the. I've accepted the fact that six a.m. is. I just. I can't. I try. It's, Okay, so we're trying 630, which so far is better.
1: Good. That's we're making progress, right?
0: <laughs> and that's it. It's about it's about adjusting to make progress, right? And, and the funny how often do we when we feel like we were unsuccessful on the first time we tried something, we don't try again. We're like, look, there's proof I'm a failure. Right? For when, sure. So few people succeed on their first time. You gotta, you gotta constantly you know, rework things to make it happen. I just, it's a memory thing we need to remember. I feel like I lost you.
1: Oh no, I just hit mute. <laughs> I have been chatting this whole time. Uh, can you hear me now?
0: I can hear you now.
1: <laughs> All right, well, yes. So there you go. It is about practice. And we know that to be true. And yet we don't always do it because like you said, you know, we want it to be sort of, well, you and I want it to be all or nothing. We're going to get, do it perfectly on the first try and do it once and then be done with it forever when that's just not the way that life works.
0: No, it, unfortunately, it does not work that way. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's another, that's a thing that we know logically. We know logically (laughs) nothing is one and done. Really. Everything is a practice. It's a process. It's,
0: it's, it's just a very, it's a hard pill to swallow, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, But it, but that is absolutely life. Life absolutely requires us to, you know, make several attempts. Look, honestly, one of the worst things that could happen is somebody who just has natural talent for something where something comes easy because then there's a belief that, well, I can do that. And so you think that that crosses into everything and it just doesn't.
1: Yeah, well, and there's so many things that we don't even know that we're sort of naturally good at and because we take it for granted because we're just good at it. And so we just do it. And then we think, oh, well, see,
0: I just did it. Which is which is funny because um, the greatest coaches of all time in sports are not the greatest athletes because the greatest athletes have such a natural it's, it's just it just they get it. it doesn't it means they can't coach other people that don't it doesn't come easy to them yeah right you know which you know we all have different skills and and yet that that coach who was never you know, a superstar player who, who didn't win all of the awards and stuff like that as a player is, is just as amazing as any of those superstar players just in their own way. And that's what we all have to remember is we all have our own our own specialness, but it, it, it doesn't do us any good to compare to the person next to us who's got a different specialness. Yeah, exactly.
1: I do that all the time where I feel like Well, two things. One is, well, I'm good at this thing, so I'll be good at this other thing. And thinking that I can do the same things, the same process for one task as another task. And that doesn't always work that way, right? You need different sets of skills for different tasks. And then the other thing is not observing what's actually happening. So I think a lot of what we're talking about is living in the world as it is not as we want it to be, right? Which I often do. I often want this to be a world where I have the motivation to do what I need to do. Um, It flows easily for me, but that's just not the way that the world works. You have to apply effort. And even if something does come naturally to you, there's, there's circumstances, there's a context where it doesn't come so naturally and you have to apply some effort. And those are the times when, when I'm kind of unprepared because I expect it to be a particular way. And it's not. Expectations, man, man.
0: And you know, it's so funny how living in the world as it is, not as we want to be, I swear to God, like that bites me in the ass so many times. Yeah. You know, I, I'm obsessed with the news which is a bad thing to be obsessed with because the news is bad. <laughs> and I, I was thinking, well, I think we have like one month of good news in the last year or so. And you remember was like one month of, all right, all right, I'm feeling good about the world. And then I went back to bad news and I'm like, I don't like the bad news. I feel like yeah. I will escape in something like Bridgerton or, you know, and, and, and so seeking escapism because, the world as it is, if you want to look at it, you know, it's, it's not spectacular. So then we have to, and you and I were talking about this yesterday, find meaning in our lives, whether that's meaning in our work or finding meaning in our, it, it, it's, and I feel like that's a human speciality is to find meaning in fill in the blank. Like that's, yeah. that's what we do.
1: That is what we do. And I think that's, you know, I've been thinking about this too, since we talked about it, the finding meaning thing, because that's actually become really important to me. When you are unhappy in one area of your life, it kind of colors all the other areas and it makes it really difficult to see like there are good things happening and you can kind of embrace those other good things, even while you're being unhappy. It's kind of, you know, the, the idea of it is possible to find joy, find happiness, even when you're in the midst of something difficult that's causing you sort of pain and and suffering. It's just hard to do that because you, you end up, your vision is so clouded by that thing that's making you miserable, that you close yourself off to all of the other joy. It's possible. That's why you know, we started that gratitude practice. Are you keeping up on your gratitude practice? Because I have not been, and I'm, as I say this now, realizing this could be a factor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sporadic. And and that's, and that's honestly one of my biggest issues. I'm sporadic about so many things, but I have a reminder that reminds me every night to practice gratitude. Um, and most nights in that moment, I think of something to be grateful for, but not every night right? So it's just, I, I, I put the systems in place, but I have to be intentional about it because sometimes I've been really unintentional, which it still helps, by the way, people who are trying to, to learn how to practice gratitude, even if you're not totally intentional about it, because I've been there where you're like, oh, I'm grateful I have food today. And like, you can't really find something to be grateful for, uh, but it does, it, it, it is, there's little slow increments. And so, um, I, I, yeah, I know it's, it's so funny how this is a lesson you and I both Dan have learned over and over and over again. And that is this, you know, we know who we are. And we know the systems that have been put into place that make us successful. Be that at work, do you use a planner or a to-do list, blah, blah, blah. Be that in in your life, do you know that you have to wake up at the same time and you have to have particular morning and evening rituals because that sets you up for success? And yet, when depression or any of those other things come into play, those are the first things to go. Right? And I get it, because we can only do what we can do when we can do it. We can't do more than that. And in those moments, it becomes difficult to do those things. And then it becomes really hard to pull ourselves out of it. I know, you know, my, my very recent lovely bout of depression, which I'm still in the process of pulling myself out of. I'm like, okay, so now I need to do A, B and C, even if it's difficult, because it'll help pull me out of it. And I think gratitude is one of those little things that we dismiss so easily, it's not going to make a difference. And you know what? You're right. One time is not going to make a difference. But you yeah. know what? Not doing it one time, it's going to make a difference.
1: Yeah, that's true, right? Because you start on this slippery slope. You know, um, I've been doing this training to to teach mindful self-compassion, and there's this one concept that I think is really helpful because gratitude is one thing, like just gaining a appreciation of other things in your life, even in the midst of hardship, that's really important. But this other idea, um, Kristen Neff, who's one of the ones who set up this mindful self-compassion program, uh, wrote a new book that's coming out soon called Fierce Compassion. And it talks about the two sides of compassion. So usually when we think of self-compassion, we think of like the soft tender side, like it's gonna be okay, right? It's, you're gonna get through this. Other people feel this, you know, that kind of um, softness that gives us kind of warm feelings about whatever it is that we're trying to do. That's difficult. And that's, she calls that the yin side of self-compassion. But she says, there's this other side, the yang side of self-compassion, which is the side of self-compassion that can help protect us or support us or motivate us. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about is what is actually compassionate to myself right now? Am I binging Netflix because I'm overwhelmed by other things, I need to shut down, give myself a little space, or am I binging Netflix because I'm avoiding doing what is necessary to me? In that case, if I am avoiding, it's, it is actually really self-compassionate to say, I know this is difficult. I know you're struggling with this, but you can do this. You will feel better if you push through. And I think this is the kind of support that you and I provide to each other. Like it's easier to see this in someone else. So I can see for you, like this is a difficult thing that you're going through. But if you you know, do the exercise, Do the planning, do the rituals, whatever. If you do those things, it will help you feel better, even if you feel like that's, I can't do it right now, or I feel too sad, or whatever. You know, I really like thinking about this like, what is actually self compassionate now? Do I need to be kind to myself? And that's like a default state. I need to learn to be kind to myself. But is being kind to myself kind of pushing me a little bit? to do what I need to do, or is being kind to myself, withdrawing a little bit because I can't, you know, emotionally, physically handle whatever it is that I'm trying to push myself to do. And it's surprisingly difficult for me to, to, to sit and think through. It's not that I can't figure that out. I can figure out which I need. It's that uh, doing it, you know, providing myself the motivation and support that I need versus, and also the kindness that I mean. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the same concept of tough love. I mean, at some point, we have got to, and, and to be really crude about it, should to get off the pot? You know, at some point, action has to be the answer. At some point.
1: Yes, that's that's true. But I think that part of this point is, that is true. Action is necessary. But can you talk to yourself in a way that's kind that is actually motivating? Because the other thing that I do, um, it's the tough part of the tough love that I don't love because I am usually harsh on myself, like just suck it up, just do it, blah, blah, blah. That is not as motivating for me. That's not as helpful as saying like, yes, this is really difficult. This is a hard thing that you've set for yourself, but it's really good for you. And that, so We'll see. I'm hoping that that strategy will help me to keep doing the things that I need to do to be healthy and happy.
0: We'll see. And, I, and you know what? Part of the thing is, we don't have, um, we, we don't have, uh, what I, what's the word I'm thinking of? We don't have somebody to emulate on what is that compassion, tough, compassionate, tough love all of the tough love we've ever seen has been you know you got to stop fucking up you know like it's 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 a drill sergeant <laughs> tough love yeah. which is like tough tolerance <laughs> not really love um and so it's almost like we need to figure out what is that that thing that we're emulating and because that, that's for me for me if i can find somebody to observe and emulate i have a better chance of pulling it off for myself and i don't have a lot of those that compassionate, tough love to emulate because it's just that's not a, a prominent part of our society, right? It's not in the TVs and the movies. It certainly wasn't in the after school specials, you know. So it just for me, like if I had that, maybe that's something we need to create, Danny. Like that, that you know, uh, icon that we can we can look to when we need it.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely a great idea. And you know what? You are a writer, so what if you created a character? for a story who was this person this compassionate motivator what would that person look like that could be your person and maybe we should go through that process and figure out how do you find this person how do you create this person in your mind
0: I think that's brilliant Danielle I think we should totally do that
1: let's totally do that that sounds awesome okay So I think we're about at the end of our time. Is that true?
0: And I gotta get ready to go to work. All right,
1: good. Well, this was a great walk and talk. It turned out to be good and motivating in all the right ways. And now we have a homework assignment. So we'll get back in touch and figure out how to create this compassionate motivating protector.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always good. I like the new time slot. Let's keep that going. Uh, And we'll be back tomorrow, everybody.